Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we are back here in the Ohioan, and I am personally invested in the story. I, I helped optimize it yesterday for the Akron Beacon Journal, and man, cicadas, uh, they are coming back. What was it? I think it was like, what, two or three years ago when they were here, um, you know, this loud buzzing animal, like, you know, insect type of it was like two or three years ago where all summer, all you heard was this buzz. It was kind of wild and crazy. Uh, do you remember exactly when it was, Craig? Um, I'd have to look because I actually, you know, this is a funny story to me because I actually have written a story about a police officer here in Fremont that is uh, sort of a cicadas uh expert. Uh, he wrote oh. a book about it, published it in 2017. So I think it might have been 2017 is when the uh, the, the last brood maybe was around, Yeah, uh, at least in the northern Ohio area. So, um, or somewhat of a brood, I think you could say. It's, it's kind of a weird thing how they do their broods. But uh, yeah, I want to say it was maybe in the 2017, 2018 area. Well, the cicadas are coming back. According to the Columbus Dispatch, um, the uh, periodical cicadas, they've been living underground for the past 17 years, uh, and they're <clears> coming. Uh, millions and millions of them are coming. Um, there's so many interesting facts about these things. They're loud, they're noisy, um, they're dangerous for fruit. They, they like to attack, like, you know, crops and everything. But um, some weird parts of the story, um, they can cause dangers for motorists. Um, you know, they'll, they can fly into the cars and the windows. Um, you can eat them. I didn't know this. Uh, and they're pretty loud. Brandon, we, we've got a lot to worry about in life right now. Should we be worried about the cicadas this summer, too? No. <laughs> I think um, I think cicadas, um, I've heard that if you if you live in sort of the uh, more of the old, where there, there are a lot of older trees, um sort of like um, you might might hear them, but if you live in newer developments where there might be like, you know, younger trees, it might not be as much of a problem. So that might just be the only thing I would, it, you can, you might notice it, you might not, you know, um, I don't know, maybe people should be careful, you know, try not to live in fear of the cicadas, <laughs> stay inside. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say on that Are we note, but... In Brandon for the cicadas. I mean, <laughs> we already last time we were locked down. If you hear them, you die. <laughs> <So> yes, <laughs> you might die. <laughs> Craig, I'm, uh, ex I, I'm excited about this. You're a movie expert here on, on our show, and um, they, they call them Brood X. Yeah. Man, 
I, uh, what a great name for a scary movie, Brood X. Yeah, you yeah, think they'll, I mean, they'll get a movie deal out of this? You know, I I don't know. They're not they're not quite as dangerous maybe as the story um, makes them out to be. Now I will say that you know they they can harm trees. Uh, that's one mm-hmm. of their biggest issues. Is um, although when I was talking to the Fremont police officer Lester Daniels, shout out to him. Um, about the cicadas, uh, you know, he wrote a book a few years ago, and he still follows them along, you know, throughout the process, and he's excited about the brood coming this year. Uh, but mostly, he said they do a lot of, you know, sort of natural pruning of older trees or of newer, younger trees. But uh, they can kill trees if, you know, if they get too over overcrowded there as well. But uh, you know, they're mostly confined to rural areas, so I don't know that you're going to see them like, you know getting on the highway, you know, like, I don't think, you know, I-71 is going to be, you know, flush with trillions of, of cicadas and, and causing accidents and things like that. They're mostly confined to more rural spaces and cemeteries, things like that. So um, I don't believe we'll have any issues on the major highways or any kind of like, you know, 25 car pileups because of cicadas, you know. I think it's something you got to keep an eye out for, but I, yeah. I don't think anyone's suggesting that cicadas are going to start attacking <laughs> our highways and, you know, <laughs> definitely stuff like that. Um, Brandon, all kinds of weird parts of the story. Um, have you ever heard the cicadas get really loud? I remember maybe it was 2017, a couple of summers ago. I mean, you would drive around with your window down because it's summer and it was wild outside. It was kind of crazy. Maybe I had noticed it. I really, this is the first time I really come to my collective conscious, I guess you could say. I was just, just like, wait, this was a thing back in 2017. <laughs> I must have been, I must have been, uh, living under a rock then. So, um, or maybe I did hear them and I'm like, wow, why is it so loud? But I don't, never without explanation. So, uh, I'll have to keep it in my ears open for it. And then I'll be annoyed because everyone pointed this out. Now I can't stop the sound hearing. Uh, of cicadas and making uh, their noise. So it'll just be, I'll be like, thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, thanks for ruining my summer. <laughs> yeah, we're audio podcasts. Obviously, you know, we could show pictures, but not everyone will see them. But um, guys, I want to draw your attention about halfway down the story about the big pictures of cicada in the story. And we can make that the show picture for this segment. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, looks a little ugh, gross. But the story talks about how they could be a high-protein snack. Are any of you guys wanting to put that into your mouth? No. <laughs> Not at all. Brandon, you're a healthy eater. Uh, well, are, you, are you looking at this as a high-protein snack? Um, I don't know about cicadas. Uh, you know, I think they need to be – they need to go through rigorous FDA-approved – or as close to FDA-approved uh, facility manufacturer for human consumption. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like mushrooms. You know, you won't eat wild ones, but you'll trust the ones you get at the grocery store. Um, but that being said, uh, side note, anecdote time, I will just say that uh, when I was up in Youngstown, there there was this um, there's this great place called Susie's Hot Dogs, um, or Susie's <laughs> Dogs, and um, they partnered with this local cricket farm, Ooh. And I'm not talking the sport. I'm talking like <laughs> insect crickets yeah, that they yeah. they make they that they swear by that they make they breed and make by following you know as close to FDA protocols as possible. I mean, there's no, no process to approve this for human consumption, but that's how what their intent is. 
they make crickets for human consumption. So, yeah, I've enjoyed having some insects, uh, some crickets on my hot dog um, in, in years past. So, I mean, um, was it good? Yeah, it's just crunchy like a peanut or, I don't know, maybe not a peanut, but that's, it's, yeah, it was really great. My wife is grossed out by it, but, um, um, yeah, almost morbidly offended. <laughs> she has a bug uh, phobia. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, to me, I couldn't do that because, uh, like, did you have to kind of take out of your mind that you were eating crickets? Not, not really. I, I think it was, um, it, it was just kind of like, uh, um, yeah, it was just, I looked at it more as a topping. I mean, it didn't really, they're so tiny, you don't get to see the, 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 the darkness of their eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe if it, if it's like not, it's not like eating, maybe if you know, if you ate like, uh, I don't know if you looked at you ate something like fish. You know you had you see those kind of dishes where you see the still see the fish's face. It's like, uh, but um, yeah, I, uh, or I a lobster. Know. I don't know. I don't know how to. Exp- but you no, it's like. It's just, <laughs> that's, but that's gonna be a quote I'm gonna think about a lot over the years. Like but, you don't see the darkness of their eyes when you eat them. Quick, quick fun story though is I took my dad. My dad came up there to help me get a car because my Hyundai Elantra was just not. It just finally was giving out over on the long commutes between Youngstown and Columbus. And um, we were car hunting and I took him to Susie Dogs and we had the crickets and stuff. And he just he he was he's kind of that weird guy that he would um, uh, that he just said, oh, I want some to go crickets to go. And we got the crickets to go. And we went back to, cause we had, at that point we had already found a car and they were just getting it ready for us. And we were, so we were getting lunch and we came back and, um, my dad gave us, took out some crickets and, um, or took out the, this little container of crickets. And he says, Hey, I want you, it was talking to our dealer. Hey, I want you to, uh, try, try this, you know? And she's like, Oh, what is it? It's nothing weird. And she's like this poor, like in her late twenties millennial at this point, And, um, She's like putting in her mouth, and then that's what at that point. That's when he's like, "Oh yeah, those are crickets." <laughs> she spits it out. Or like, ew. Yeah. He got arrested for assault or something because she made <laughs> he crickets or oh man. Yeah. Well, well, we we've got it. Yeah. I don't know if they'll sponsor the show, but we gotta get the Susie dogs on. I, I want to hear more about these crickets. Um, I don't even know if they still offer them though. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> They're probably shut down by the, <laughs> the local police or something. <laughs> oh boy, um, yeah. And Craig, you might think that's crazy, but there's a University of Maryland group that has a cookbook of cicadas called okay. Cicada Delicious. <laughs> which, well, I, <laughs> it's a weird name you know, for a cookbook, I guess. I think but. I think that's the one question I might not have asked the uh, the Fremont officer that studies cicadas is whether or not he eats them. Oh, I, I should have asked. I should have asked him. I never did. I maybe maybe I missed out on another uh, part of my story there that I could have written about. Some of the worst names for food: cicada dumplings, emergence cookies. Like I don't know what's emerging after you eat the cookies. And El Chirper Tacos. <laughs> the taco that chirps back at you, I guess. I, I don't know. Okay, Bra- well. Brandon, are you excited about any of these? I mean, you've outed yourself as a insect fan. I mean, <laughs> for food. 
Well, I don't know about cicadas. Yeah. Something about the cicada sounds a lot grittier than the cricket. Like, the cricket seems benign. Um, so, I don't know. I probably would... Unless it... Like, I guess I need, a, I need to know that it was made with the intention for human consumption and not just something that they went to their backyard and, you know, rallied up the, the cicadas. Well, I gotta figure out, too. We're... Yeah, I mean, we're just reading a story about how there could be billions of of them around the state. But how do you get them? I mean, are you catching them somewhere? I mean, obviously, they die. Are you looking for for dead ones that you pick up? I mean, how are you acquiring these cicadas to cook? Maybe you round them up the wild ones, and then you put them in a breeding facility. I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, okay, like probably a question. Like <laughs> yeah, a did you farm out? Their children, you eat their children. You don't eat okay. them. They're like, okay. So you're actually. You know they're having a good protein diet and not eating anything creepy in the wild or <laughs> environmental pollution. <laughs> yeah, my uncle, uh, a lot of my um, childhood, you know, he raised steer for the farm and, you know, he'd sell steer and everything. And, you know, it was impressive. You went over and you looked at the steer and everything, but. I, I don't know about the cicadas. I mean, I guess the good thing is you don't have to buy a huge farm. I mean, you could have a, what, a little thing in your backyard, like a little, is it like bees? I Like, how would you keep them then? I, I don't know. I'm sure it's well, so easy to contain it, yeah. Yeah, you don't really keep them. They just, you know, they, they basically come up from underground. They go to trees. They lay eggs. And, right. you know, their, their lifespan is only a few weeks. And, Okay. Yeah, you can you can get you can have up to like a like 1.5 million cicadas over a one acre period. So um, my guess is is that they'd be easy to find, and when once they die and fall off the trees or bushes or whatever they're in, they just go into the ground and become sort of soil nutrient for the ground. So um, or, you can easily you... collect them. You know, and the mapping system is great because you can find out where the cicadas are. And in Ohio, I guess Cincinnati is sort of the hot spot for cicadas, and you could probably just go to where the hot spots are on. You can find it online, and you could, if you want to collect a bunch of cicadas to eat, you could probably do that. Or the ingredients of El Tripper Taco. I'll tell you, I I like tacos. I mean, hey, if you give me a taco, I'm excited. I don't know about the El Tripper Taco. That kind of freaks me out a little bit, to be honest with you. Well, these things are louder, louder than a bird chirp. That's for sure. They can get up to like 120 decibels, so they're they're very loud. They're like chainsaw loud, and especially wow. when you're all combined with each, with them, you know, with having so many of them. So that's a that's more than a chirp, I think. <laughs> we learned so much. You can attack your car and you can eat them in a taco. So, <laughs> uh, so Brandon, I, you're not interested in the El Tripper taco, then, right? No, probably not. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I, I can't buy. So if I bought you that book for Christmas, you would be happier. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it's a book. <laughs> Maybe that could be part of our giveaway. Let's give a quick shout out to that before we end the segment. Uh, we are starting giveaways. Uh, if you sponsor a show for a buck, five bucks, or ten bucks, you get that many chances um, to win our, our contest. So far in, in our April contest, you can win the copy of Hope Interrupted, our big podcast that launches today. Um, it's a book from Byron McCauley and Jennifer Mooney talking about uh, just communicating better cross-culturally. Um, Jennifer is a white Jewish woman. Uh, 
Byron's a person of color. And it kind of talked about how they really got together, learned how to understand each other. And they're hoping it's a template for how you can understand each other, too. So, yeah, sponsor a show. Um, information's on our website and on our anchor page. And you can potentially win the book. And we promise you that we will not give out any gift cards for El Tripper Tacos. So how about that? <laughs> I, I, I'd like to get the University of Maryland people on our show. Maybe they'll give us copies of the book. Maybe that could be part of another giveaway. It would be great. Yeah, I'm sure our membership levels will spike. It will be fantastic. <laughs> so uh, thanks for checking out the high. We'll be back soon with another segment. And have a great day. All right. Bye-bye.